Welcome to the Wellbeing Rebellion, the podcast that's changing workplace cultures for good. We're your hosts, Ngazi Wella and Obehi Alafoje. Let's get this rebellion started. Hello, Rebels. Welcome to another episode of the Wellbeing Rebellion. This week, we're going to talk about something that is coming up more and more. We need to talk about leadership burnout. And that's because it is really tough these days to be a leader in business. We know this. You have to have an always on brain. It doesn't ever seem to stop. There are large scale projects and initiatives coupled with limited peer support at senior levels, and it leads to increased stress, fatigue, and eventually burnout. It doesn't take a lot for leaders to go from balancing both their working and personal lives effectively to feeling completely overwhelmed from from their responsibilities. We work really closely with senior leaders running small and medium-sized businesses. So CEOs, CFOs, HRDs, heads of departments, and of course, heads of HR and chief people officers. So we see firsthand how some of you out there are navigating, balancing your leadership responsibilities, your personal lives, and sometimes supporting and looking after elderly relatives and it is a lot. We see you and we know how hard you are working. We see your commitments, your struggles, and your determination to keep going. So in this week's episode, we want to talk about why it's okay, in fact, actually responsible for you to take the time to look after yourself. Sounds obvious, but not enough leaders are doing it. Let's find out some more. So a little earlier this year, the Development Dimensions International Global Leadership Forecast for 2023 report came out. It's a mouthful. No, DDI. DDI. (laughs) DDI. And you can Google them. It's a really good report that we we downloaded a, a few months ago. And this report looks at responses from almost 2,000 HR professionals and over 13,000 leaders from over 1,500 companies globally. So it's a comprehensive leadership study. And what this year's report demonstrated was very, very clear. Leaders across the board are struggling to maintain their energy and enthusiasm and their staff have noticed. The research found that the top three CEO concerns include attracting and retaining top talent. And I know you guys in HR are feeling this too. Developing the next generation of leaders, so succession planning, and maintaining an engaged workforce. Only 46% of leaders reported that they trust their direct line manager to do what is right. And what was even more troubling 
it was only 32% say they trust their senior leaders in their organization. Ouch. Mm. There are some core leadership behaviors that improve trust. And when leaders do them regularly, that figure can change. These core behaviors are things like, (laughs) sounds so obvious, and I feel like I'm teaching my grandmother to suck eggs, but the numbers don't lie. Apparently I'm not. Listening and responding with empathy to demonstrate that you've listened. Yeah. Providing opportunities for team members' growth and development. Sharing their thoughts and rationale for decisions, especially the difficult ones. Inquiring and caring about your employees' well-being. And genuinely acknowledging your own failures as a leader and learning from it. Interestingly, to do any of these behaviours well, you as a leader will have to be physically and mentally up for it, right? So you can see how a leader who is in the active burnout cycle with symptoms, symptoms such as resentfulness and cynicism, chronic sadness or depression, mental or physical fatigue, even suicidal ideations like I had, A leader who is in that cycle is really going to struggle to consistently do any of those core leadership behaviours, especially the listening and responding with empathy, sharing your thoughts and rationale for decision-making and inquiring and caring about your employees' well-being. It is so hard to do that when you're inwardly focused teams who trust their senior leaders are three times more likely to develop novel ideas or solutions than those in low trust organizations that's a fact they are also less concerned with failing and try new ideas as an opportunity to learn which it is so this is important for employee engagement morale and productivity and your talent staying in your firm for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's a really good point about the fact that there are core skills that leaders must have. It, the more they have it and the more they practice it, the more trust they build within the organisation, within their team, and people do better, they stay, and all of that. But what we want to talk about now is in the main signs of burnout in leaders. How can you tell if you are burnt out? Okay. Um, in our workshop, we normally do something called the um, three stages of burnout, but not, it's not going to be, it will make sense here in this call, maybe another time. But I just want to give the clear hallmarks of what it might feel like. So there are five main signs of burnout in leaders. One, loss of enthusiasm and motivation. So instead of enjoying finding adventure, challenges in your work and really wanting to solve them and really get involved, get your head down and focusing on it, you're not really able to do that um you you're almost like a trickle you're sort of struggling to get through the day a common thought might be something like i don't know how long i can cope with it and at this stage not only have you noticed but loved ones your spouse kids they would have noticed that you're starting to feel a bit blah okay your team 
have noticed, but of course you're a senior, so you're not going to get a lot of your direct reports calling you out on them. So they would just hope that you'd be better next week, for example. So that's one, just lots of enthusiasm and motivation. Second is feeling tired, fatigue, constantly. Okay, so one of the most common symptoms of burnout is that feeling of malaise and fatigue. It just won't budge. It just feels like next, you have a great weekend and you feel rested, like you slept and stuff. Monday comes and you somehow manage it. And then by Wednesday, it's like you're down again. You know, so you might be finding it harder and harder to find the energy to get out of bed. Or you're snoozing alarm a lot more and you're just feeling knackered. Third point there or sign, avoiding people. Um, so burnt out leaders might start to fail to return phone calls, emails, they're late for meetings, they miss deadlines, or even avoid colleagues. And that happens when you're tired. You kind of want to reserve every energy you have. So talking to people that you don't think you need to talk to that day <laughs> are usually the first people that will get rejected or pushed out, right? And you only focus on the core, the people I have to talk to today, one must do. And there's also something about almost pretending to be okay. So mm. you smile, you say, oh, I'm so busy, I'll call you back. It's just a fake thing you have to do because you don't want to say, listen, I really haven't got time to talk to you today about this thing. Could you go and share someone else? So you're more likely to do this toxic positivity thing, if you can. Some people can't even cope with it, so the facade drops eventually. So, But the idea here just tend to generally avoid people. The fourth, fourth main point here, or signs, is um, irritability and an unbalanced mood. So you've gone from being enthusiastic about something, having a cheery disposition, to being irritated, easily annoyed and upset. Mm. So burnout can leave you feeling cynical, hopeless, irritable, resentful, low on productivity and because of the mood unbalanced mood it can be erratic so one minute you feel really good and you think oh thank god for that i think i've, I've gotten over what that was and then three days later you're back again and that can feel very disconcerting like am i going crazy a lot of people tell me am i going it's like i'm going mad all of a sudden like i'm okay and then three days later i am not okay and i'm in tears floods of tears and i don't understand what's going on with me so that's usually, and it's very easy for you to know that this is happening to you. Like, you don't need anybody to point that out. You kind of can feel it within yourself. And finally, it's just fantasizing about leaving your job. So burnout is work-related stress, isn't it? Work-related um, chronic stress. So you know it work either, either contributing to it, or you know that if i not here, in this business or in this company or in this work, this job anymore, it would actually feel, it would be a relief, right? So that idea of, I might, can I quit? And then usually people find themselves thinking, I can't quit, I have to pay the mortgage. Mm. Um, so I'm going to have to just suck it up. But you kind of know that the job isn't, the job is not helping. It's hindering you. And if you're going to, you can just take six months off, you'll probably be well again. Okay, that's what I want to think, because you're thinking that it's the only way out when it comes to the job. Man, you're unlocking some core memories for me mm. in my burnout. I mean, that thing about um, irritability and unbalanced moods, I know that my poor, loyal, 
a husband of however many years who's been with me since I was 19 was walking on eggshells because he didn't know when I was going to explode or when I was going to be nice. And it must have been a bloody nightmare for him. It must have been. Because the explosions often happen at home where it's safe safe, to happen. Yeah, that too. Or with a junior employee who is safe to explode on. Um, Or your kids or someone like that. And I just... It's never quite your boss, is it? (laughs) Well, in in some cases, I've seen that happen, actually. Yeah, but Um, it's rarer. Yeah, definitely. And then that thing about fantasising about leaving my Mm -hmm. job, going to become a seamstress on a remote island in the Caribbean (laughs) or something. Would it be so bad if my children didn't have shoes? Would it? All that stuff. Yeah, yeah. This is interesting enough. Very true. Actually. That last point, because you're fantasizing about leaving the job and then you think, oh, well, I can't leave the job, I've got a mortgage. Then the fantasy shifts to, well, I shouldn't be here then. Like the embarrassment of, I can't just leave the job. Like I have to pay all these bills. Oh, I know. If I'm not here at all, Hmm. then I don't have to deal with that. This is interesting how it shifts perspective. You see this a lot, where it's like, but actually you can just quit and like, no, I can't quit. But somebody thinks actually it's much easier if you can just let that bastard hit me and then I won't have to deal with any of it. So it's a very, this is very serious stuff that we see. An example of this is not not necessarily an example of that case in terms of the bus hitting you. That's literally in Gaudi's story and she mm. said that before. But this particular one, I'm going to share how a leader who is struggling with an active cycle of burnout can affect a whole team. So there's a case um, recently, head of department within a small firm, about 250 employees it was, to struggle with her mental health, been struggling with it since the pandemic, got treatment in terms of therapy and medication, but for some reason it still wasn't quite working. Of course, while she was struggling, her team was suffering as a result of that. Of course they were. She couldn't do half of those core leadership behaviour stuff we just outlined earlier, because how could she? She was struggling. Full-blown burnout cycle in stage three, right? So she's not coping very well. And we never know how long someone will recover. That's the point. Because someone will say, oh, well, but she's been in treatment for a while. Yeah, how long did it take? It can take up to a full year. In some cases, more. For Angadi, it was 18 months. So the idea that someone's receiving treatment and you're thinking, well, how come they're not bouncing back? Because it's a bit like the elastic band. If it's snapped, it's snapped. You can tie it, maybe weld it together if you're that desperate, but it's very hard to put something that had broken or had cracked back together. It can be done, but it's painful, slow work that needs to be done. So we would always want people to not get to stage three, to not get to the point where your elastic band has snapped. Because how long it takes to go back to work, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Up to a year is what I'd say. Up to a year, my other colleagues would say. No guarantee. Some people, they bang back in six months. I'm like, good for you, because I don't know what happened there. Then it depends on the level of um, support network you've got and other responsibilities that you've got. But this head of department, this woman, struggled for a long time. Medication got changed so she felt better, but the damage had been done to this team. Because they didn't know where to look, how to support, 
because they couldn't provide that support for them. And that's why it's important to you at Leader. We are talking to you today to put your self-hat on, me-hat on. Because if you can't manage this, you cannot manage the others, you can't manage your team, you can't support them. Mm. That's why we're focusing on you today. So we're going to go into steps for you to improve your leadership well-being. Okay, so I want you to put the head of department hat off for a minute. Or your <laughs> yeah, we're talking about you as a person. As a person. Okay. Um, it is so tempting to think that, and I do this all the time, which is why, unsurprisingly, I burnt out. But to think that all these responsibilities are yours and you're just going to have to shoulder them, grin and bear it, buckle up, put on your big girl pants and do it. And sometimes that might be the case, but for how long? You're going to have to lead by example. You cannot be telling your team that it's okay not to be okay. You don't have to do it all. Make sure you switch off and disconnect at the weekend if you're not doing it. Exactly. It can't be one rule for them. And a different one for me, I have to hold myself to a higher, more exacting, demanding standard. Commit to putting your health first. And that is easier said than done. I know. No. I'm about to switch off my laptop for the first time in ages. I am. I, I, I got very close when Obi was away with her with her surgery and she'd been off for ages i was covering both ends of the business i was working stupid hours stupid hours as a wellness practitioner i was working stupid hours i knew it was temporary when she came back it took ages for me to to recognize i need to stop now doing that and now i don't turn my laptop on on the weekend unless it is planned in advance that there is something specific that must be done that weekend, right? So now, even though it's tempting when you're bored and you're sitting at home and you, the kids are playing on their VR and the other one's doing whatever TikTok dance, you might as well just do some work. That's what I was doing, might as well work. Now, I don't. I just don't. And it takes discipline to do that but you haven't got a choice because you're in this for the long game right then the other thing you have to do is make sure that you are creating the kind of culture in your team department organization that fosters those two words again psychological safety and a community that's supportive all right you do that by having awareness and training on mental health and well-being, by getting some leadership development for yourself and others, and by accessing peer support, being open, sharing, encouraging. And then finally, get help. Ask the experts. Seek the specialist support that is available to you. So however you or your company can can support you to share and develop 
personalized strategies for your stressors, which may be different depending on who you are and what department you're working in, what time of year it is, what your personal situation is. You need to get help. Leadership challenges and disappointments will come and go, but if you can develop these effective tools, these strategies, they will be there to support you time and time again. So get one-to-one executive coaching. Get external counselling and therapy if you're in a particularly difficult situation. People who are looking after ageing or ill parents or who have significant caring responsibilities outside of the workplace, emotionally this takes a big toll on you as well and it can easily overwhelm you. So get help. You do not have to do it alone. You would never expect others to do it on their own. So start processing in a professional setting. Yeah. When we do um, coaching and training programs for senior leaders, it's very important to us to get a baseline because we always want to know who's in the room, how we're going to support you. And again, that's why we can't do a one-off because there's no need for that. But when I'm going to work with someone for a period of time, then we want to know what their baseline is. So we would normally use a, a lot of assessments, so anything like Mark Lock Burnout Scale or a clinical assessment called GAD-PSQ, which manages um, measures anxiety and low mood. So we see where every leader we intend to work with is at psychologically, right? And without fail, without fail, we'll find one or two in active burnout cycle that require referral to GP. It literally one in four, one in five, that hadn't changed much in terms of the people who are struggling with mental health issues at the moment. It hadn't changed in the pandemic. So it's the same kind of stat. So it's very important to us to make sure that leaders and their employees on a whole get the support and help that they need. Why, why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Look, we know it is tough right now. And the pressure doesn't look like it's easing up or going away anytime soon. Right? But you are people too. So we're expecting leaders to also have to be on that long NHS wait list for support, as well as their their frontline staff. And that just won't do. Leaders across the board are struggling to maintain their energy and enthusiasm for the job and their staff have noticed, right? Watch out for the five main signs of burnout in leaders. The loss of enthusiasm, constant fatigue, avoiding people, irritability and low mood, and fantasizing about leaving the role. If you spot those signs in yourself or others, please, please, please go seek help. Do this. Lead by example. Create a culture that is safe for you and your colleagues to access support and share their struggles. And get specialist support like therapy, executive coaching to help you develop personalised strategies to cope with the role that you're in. 
right? We can help you do this. If you'd like to talk to us about the bespoke programs and exec coaching designed exclusively for senior leaders and executives that we have developed, these workshops and programs have been really successful in helping to reduce leadership burnout in um, small and medium enterprises. They've also been effective in helping team leaders to better lead their teams with confidence and empathy and increase their ability to, to create that culture of psychological safety that we're all looking for. If this sounds like something for you, then please check the show notes because we're taking bookings for fourth quarter. So call us, schedule a call, click on the link and schedule a call. I won't pressure you. Obi won't come with a strong sales patter. She doesn't have any strong I don't, sales I, don't, I actually don't. No. <laughs> no really. I've got a consultative style, obviously. Do you have a shiny suit? A what? A shiny suit like no, a used car no, salesman. No, I don't do that. I don't have no. But that looks pretty. Mm. No. Okay, so we won't be pressuring you. We just want to listen, understand your challenges, and see how we might help. Okay? So do not be afraid to reach out and see if we can help you. That's it for this week. Thank you very much, and we will catch you next time. Look after yourself, people. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Wellbeing Rebellion. If you liked what you just heard, please share it with your colleagues, follow us on LinkedIn, the link will be in the show notes, and generally show us some love. We want to build a whole army of fellow rebels who want to create positive workplaces for everyone. Will you join the rebellion? See you next time.